after eight long years. Very beautiful to see him, that he's okay. Rudy Farias and Pauline. He's skinny, but he's okay. Finally got to see him tonight. We hugged until I finally let go. What's up, beauties? What's up? You found yourself in the dead spot, where life is short and death is forever. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on the socials at deadspotpod, all one word. Uh, we got email, deadspotpod at gmail.com. Yeah, so happy uh, final week of football, yeah. regular season. Regular season NFL football. If you yeah. watch yeah. football as in not soccer. Yeah, sorry, Europe. <laughs> but we just call it football here. Um, American football. American football. And we're just hanging out and trying to pump out another action-packed episode. Yeah, before the Bills play tonight. Yeah. So go Bills. Longest day of my life when they play at night. But um, so what kind of news do you have for me? If it's um, the same story, I'm going to be upset. Well, I saw in the Soto case, the one in San Antonio, I think it is, that uh, they arrested two people. The one where, like, the the couple and the girl was pregnant. They were all shot in the car. Yeah, I saw something about it on, on Tic Tac. That they arrested a dad and a son. Uh-huh. Because the son apparently killed them in, like, a fit of rage, and then his dad helped him cover it up. Which, obviously, he did a great job since he got arrested two days later or something. Of course he did. So, that's the only true crime news I have. Well, I was going to tell you, if you didn't see, Oscar Pistorius is out of prison. I don't remember who that is. Okay. Well, I'll let me read you a little bit from this uh, article from People. Because I wanted to give you some kind of info instead of just his name. After spending 11 years in prison for killing girlfriend Reva Steenkamp, former South African Paralympian Oscar Pistorius was released from prison oh, on parole Friday. okay, yeah. On February 14, 2013, the famed athlete made headlines around the world when he killed Steenkamp, 29, a model and law school graduate, by shooting her four times through the bathroom door of their home in Pretoria. Where's that? I don't know. Uh, South Africa, maybe? A statement issued by South Africa's Department of Correctional Services on Friday confirmed, quote, that Oscar Pistorius is now a parolee, effectively from 5 January 2024. He was admitted into the system of community corrections and is now at home. So, so he's out. Yeah, I remember hearing about that, like, a long time ago. Yeah, I totally forgot about him, and then I just saw he got out, so figured I'd bring that up. Yeah. It's like Pistorius, it's no feet. He has no feet? Well, first, oh, yeah, because wasn't that all, the whole reason why they were like, how did he kill her? Because he has no feet. First of all, shout out Lil Dicky for that line. Um, like Pistorius, it's no feet. Um, but, yeah, he that's where the Paralympian thing comes in because he ain't got no legs. Oh, yeah. He's got them little metal legs. So. And then he killed his girlfriend, and now he's out. So world keeps on spinning. Yeah. And that's, that's where oh, we're Oh, we're also on YouTube now, if you didn't see. You might be listening to it right now, so maybe you did see, but... But we thought we would 
say that. And TikTok, give us a follow. Sure. TikTok is where all the kids are. That's what I hear. I don't have one, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, but speaking of being on YouTube now, we received a comment from a listener in Italy on the Julia Cecchettine episode, the last episode we did here. And in case y'all were wondering, they uh, decided to answer some of our concerns in, in the episode. So they mentioned that I did pronounce correctly the names, but with a funny accent because I'm American, probably, or Polish or Western New Yorker. I don't yeah, know which that, one. It's that hard A accent. All three, maybe. Um, they mentioned the fact that Filippo Toretta received that type of treatment isn't normal, and everyone there was shocked, including other prisoners, and they don't still understand why he got a PlayStation. Neither do I. And they did mention that there are centers for anti-violence where women can go if they need help. Um, but Julia didn't go because she didn't think she could, and many women don't because... You know, they're scared of what their abusive partner will do if they find out they're trying to get help and get away from them, which is, is very understandable. Here. Yeah, but that's similar here, too. Yeah, so you can understand why, you know, it's easy to say, why don't you just leave or why don't they leave? And unfortunately, it, a lot of them end up in cases like that where they end up murdered. So mm-hmm. so if one of you happens to be in that, do what you can. Get some help. Oh, and I also wanted to say, this doesn't have anything to do with that, but for our El Temio Sanchez case, my mom actually told me that the main detective on the case, he actually passed away like a couple years ago. So, big rip. So, we were wondering if he was like retired now or what he was doing, but she told me that he had actually passed away. He's retired from life. Wow. That was... (laughs) Yep. So All right, that, so I guess we'll get into, I guess we'll get into today's case. Whatever we're doing, which today. is really it's a weird one. It's not very long. It's a shorter one, and it's pretty recent. It's from July of 2023. On March 6, 2015, 17 year old Rudolph Rudy Farias was out walking his dogs in his Texas neighborhood. Later that day, one of his dogs returned to their home and the other returned the next morning without their leash, but Rudy, nowhere to be found. His mother, Janie Santana, reported her son missing, and police began searching for him. For eight years, police searched for Rudy, so everyone was shocked when the Texas Center for the Missing announced on July 3rd, 2023, Rudy was actually found alive. Wow. Sounds like a miracle. I haven't heard of this name before, so let's see how it goes. Sounds like a miracle, right? All right. Well, first, we need to start this case by talking about Rudy's mother, Janie Santana. Rudy's mother. Janie, who is 55 now. Not Carlos Santana. No, not Carlos. Okay. I don't think any relation. Black magic woman, Carlos Santana? No. Okay. Um, She's had at least eight husbands. She, She has had legal marriages, common law marriages, and even one fake husband? Like Manti Teo and his girlfriend because he was being catfished online? Oh, sh- oh, just wait. Okay. So all this started at the age of 17. Okay. Right. So her seventh husband and her fourth husband Ugh. both accused her of serial bigamy, mm-hmm. which is being married to more than one person at the same time. Right. 
And according to an article by Insider, the fourth husband's allegations were correct and were proven by full and satisfactory evidence as stated by the judge. So he got his common law marriage voided. Cool. And I didn't even know people were like, I'm common law married. <laughs> I think that only exists in certain states. Like, I feel like people aren't out here like, we're common law married. I don't, I'm pretty sure New York doesn't have that. So otherwise we would be already. Yeah. Because I think it's seven years together or something. I don't know. I'm just, I don't feel like people are out here just saying they're commonly all married. Sounds like she might have just been living with the one dude for so long that it was common law and then she got legally married to another guy. Well, she also thinks a lot of her marriages are common law, but we'll get into that. But when you go through seven first to get to an eighth, then maybe it's you. Well, that was her. Yeah. Uh, Hi, it's That you. was her fourth husband. You're the problem, you know. Yeah. So two of Santana's marriages ended in divorce. Two were voided or annulled. And her second marriage to the owner of a Houston furniture store turned out to be a complete lie. Okay. So Patrick Brocha, the second husband, quotes, said he never had any kind of relationship with her. Ro- Rocha? Rocha? Hmm. Roche, perhaps? <laughs> He claims that he had never even dated Santana and that she was just a customer in his furniture store. Okay. So she's one of those. I mean, I think talking about her marriages is going to paint a bigger picture of, like, her as a person. That's why I wanted to mention them. Mm Mm-hmm. So a year after her divorce from her first husband, Janie met Rudy Farias III. He was a Houston police officer who tragically died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound in 2014 while under investigation for his overtime. Which I don't think his overtime is what made him, you know, take his own life because usually it's not just one thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Farias and Santana never appeared to ever actually be married, but they had a child together. Cool. Rudy. Rudy. Um, According to a 2012 study by the International Association of Chiefs of Police, law enforcement officers were more likely to die as a result of suicide than either a traffic accident or an assault. The reality is that the law enforcement profession has a long perpetuated stigma attached to mental health that prevents both officers from seeking the necessary treatment and leaders from providing it to them. That's what the study said. So I just wanted to put that in there because... Yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. A lot sense. of people have, like, friends and family that are law enforcement officers. You know, especially depending on what kind of shit they've had to deal with and the shit they've seen and whatnot, you know. So sure it wasn't like they were you. in a relationship and he was like, I'm killing myself because we're in a relationship. Yeah. So I just wanted to, you know, talk about that for a second. So it's not her. Maybe no, it time. wasn't her. I don't think. That time. So later, when Janie's other husbands accused her of bigamy... Janie claimed not once, but twice that she was a victim of identity theft. So this person allegedly stole her identity to marry these other guys. And then somebody else stole it because it's super fucking cool, apparently. Um, She also tried to get many of her other husbands to pay child support for children that were not theirs and tried to get estates that didn't belong to her. Public records show that on December 5th, 2009, Janie married Sucre Amory Diaz in Harris County, Texas. The status of this marriage is unclear because there are no documents stating that the two ever got divorced. 
So this marriage was also used as evidence of bigamy in her seventh husband's petition to void their marriage. Because she apparently never got divorced from this other guy. Okay. That's that's a lot already. I'm, I'm confused already. Yeah, it is kind of confusing, but pretty much so she would date these guys, marry them, and then try to, like, take everything from them, it seemed. Like, get money from them. Okay. Or get, like... I ain't saying she a gold digger. Yeah. But you know the rest. Mm-hmm. So Janie married... And if you married, don't know the rest, you're living under a rock. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. So Janie married her eighth husband, Robert Ortega... On December 8th, 2015, just eight months after her son Rudy was reported missing, Ortega allegedly left his wife of 20 years for Janny, although no one is sure exactly how the two even met. What's with this broad? She just, maybe she doesn't like to be alone. Her identity gets stolen multiple times. This guy's leaving his wife of how long? 20 years. To be with this lady, apparently. Like, yeah, so I don't know what she has. That all these guys are like, let's get married. <sighs> Uh, All right, so after learning a little bit about Rudy's mother, let's get back to Rudy. So at the time of his disappearance, his mother told officials that he suffered from depression and post-traumatic stress disorder since his brother died in a motorcycle accident in 2011. So this may be true, considering that a couple years later, his father committed suicide, as we talked about. This would be a lot for anyone to handle emotionally, let alone a child. It seems like he did not get the help he needed during this time. And so because of this, Rudy was classified as a runaway at the time of his disappearance. Okay. So on June 29th, 2023, Rudy was found outside of a church only eight miles away from his house. A good Samaritan found him unresponsive, bloody, bruised, and called 911. At the time, well, apparently he became responsive. And at the time, when they wanted to take him to the hospital by an ambulance, he didn't want to go. Therefore, he was released into the into his family's care, a.k.a. his mom, and they transported him to the hospital. Okay. So, Janie said in a statement on July 3rd, quote, My son is receiving the care that he needs to overcome his trauma, but at this time, he is nonverbal and not able to communicate with us. Of course. So he could say he didn't want to go into the ambulance, but now he's not. But now he's nonverbal. Nope, um, happens all the time. So that's interesting. It's very common, actually. And then it says, it's Jan- not. Janie also spoke with ABC 13's Brooke Taylor over the phone and told her she believed her son was beaten and abused, and that someone kidnapped him all these years ago. Because you know it's been eight years since she's seen him. Right, and it doesn't always turn out that way that they're still alive. So, now this statement from Janny is very convenient because okay. police found out that Rudy was found to be at his home the entire eight years his mom claimed he was kidnapped. Oh, yeah, the entire time. Okay. Let me say that again. Okay. Rudy, Rudy. was at home. He was at home, the y'all. The whole time. The whole fucking time, dude. You don't seem very shocked by this. <laughs> well, I mean, because I did hear about it. I don't know the specifics, but I just saw that headline and I was like, what the fuck? Like the kid was missing for eight years and they're like, no, nah, it was just at home. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Well, just wait. What do you mean? So in May of 2017, so like two years after, his son had, after her son had gone missing, and I say that in quotes, 
uh, a billboard with her son's picture had gone up for National Missing Children's Day. And she told reporters, quote, someone out there knows something. I just want closure and not knowing it's torture. What? He's at your house. Uh, Maybe it's a big house. Maybe he's like a cat and he was like hiding in the wall or something. Like he is not missing and she knows it. He's just a hide and seek champion for eight years. So what happened to Rudy? I don't know. Tell me. So investigators now know that Rudy actually came home the day after Janie filed a missing persons report. Investigators searched their house several times over the years, apparently. And according to Houston Police Lieutenant Christopher Zamora, both Janie and Rudy would give patrol officers fake names while interacting with them. Zamora also said that Janie told people that Rudy was her nephew that was living with her and not her son who was allegedly missing. Uh, okay, do they not have like pictures of, or a description of okay, this missing that's kid? That's what I said. Uh, I mean, I it kind of seems like the police system failed Rudy. Like, you don't have a picture of this guy? He's missing. You're telling me he looks that different when you go to search their house? Do they not put him on milk cartons anymore? No. You don't see posters they anywhere? They don't do that. Didn't you say she put up a billboard? Or was it just words? The missing children's center put up a billboard of him. Of his picture? Yeah. Okay. And the cops were like, not him. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like somebody doesn't want to do paperwork. Rudy told various news reporters and outlets that his mother essentially brainwashed him. She confused him and manipulated him. Janny often told Rudy that if he left the house, he would be arrested. Even if he just got pulled over for something as little as speeding, she would tell him that the police would arrest him for running away. Okay. Cool. Rudy said he rarely left the house except to go to work with his mother at her overnight security job. So he obviously wasn't trusted to be left home alone while she was working. Well, yeah, he's being held captive. So He wasn't allowed to see any of his family members who came to visit during those eight years he was, quote unquote, missing. Mm-hmm. Rudy said in an interview, quote, if somebody would come over, my mom would just tell me, stay in your room, keep the door locked, don't let them in, don't make any sounds, don't do anything. Rudy described his time, well, Rudy described his brainwashing similar to how one would feel with, like, Stockholm Syndrome. Where, like, he could leave, he wasn't, like, chained up, but, like, he was also told all this stuff was going to happen to him if he tried to leave. Well, that's just kind of ironic because, you know, most, how old is he? At the time? His mom said he was 17, but I read that she also got his birth date wrong, and he's actually 18. Okay. Either way. Um, it's just kind of ironic because, you know, a lot of kids that age would be like, when people do come over, like family, and your mom would be like, come say hi to your aunt. And, like, most quote-unquote regular kids would just be like, I'll be in my room. Uh, no. I don't want to come out. I'm going to be in my room. I'm going to play Xbox. I got to play COD with the boys, Mom. Instead, this kid's like, I was forced to not go out there. Yeah, she would, like, lock him in his room. So, a little bit of irony in that one for kids around his age. Yeah. So, Rudy claimed that the only person he had after the death of his brother and his father was his mother. Although he says that his mother would often push his personal boundaries, so take what you will from that, Rudy claims that he was not sexually assaulted. I feel like also a lot of people who are say they aren't Mm -hmm. or were not. 
He said, quote, she didn't force herself on me or anything like that. He said, per Fox 26. It wouldn't be anything where I would have to go get a rape kit or go file a police report. It would never be anything like that. Just stuff that made me uncomfortable and I didn't have any references or people to bounce off of to understand if it's a healthy thing that she does or not. I would assume he was also not accessible to the internet. Well, I did read in an article that the only friend he had he made while he was gaming on the internet. So he was playing COD with the boys. I told you. No, it was a. But apparently, the person that he became friends with was like a woman his mother's age. Oh, okay. I wonder if that was like a setup. I don't know. Maybe she's like, talk to my boy. You're the only one allowed. And then you tell me what he says. But I did see in another interview that what he says might not be true. Hmm. So in an article by Brooke Taylor, the same Brooke Taylor from earlier, for ABC 13, investigators conducted their interviews with Rudy in a hotel in Humble where activist Quanell X was present during the interviews. He was there because Rudy's mother requested him to be there. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you know, you're an activist for these kids. Like, come sit in on this interview. Yep. So allegedly, Quanell X said Rudy told him that he had been sexually abused and drugged by his mother for years. Quanell said, quote, I never heard of a mother doing to a child what this woman did. That boy needs to go to the best drug rehab and the best psychological mental health facility we can find for him. He's a good kid. That kid was just severely abused. And, you know, just because he was living in a setting like that for so long, I'm sure he didn't think he was being abused at the time. Well, I mean, he does say that everything she did made him extremely uncomfortable. Um, According to the same interview, Rudy claimed that his mother convinced him he was in trouble with law enforcement and that multiple agencies were looking for him to put him in jail, which is why she was like, you have to hide in the house. Don't come out. Mm hmm. Um, when investigators asked him why he didn't just leave, Rudy claimed that his mother would just drug him and that he was afraid to go to the police after everything his mom had said about them. Now, see, if you remember what I said a little bit earlier about why don't they just leave? Yeah. Sometimes it's not that easy, Buster. Yeah. Sometimes there's other shit you got to worry about, friend. Mm-hmm. So stop it. Mm-hmm. According to Quanell X... Rudy finally had enough and wanted his mother to respect his boundaries. Since she wouldn't, Rudy took her credit card and left the house. I saw in one that he like got into a car accident and that's why he was all like bloody and bruised and just like chilling on the church bench. Mm-hmm. But I only saw that in one source. I didn't see that anywhere else. Word. Rudy also told Quanell X that he was allowed to hang out with the neighbors because his mother believed enough time had passed that he wouldn't be recognized by any of them. And she was right. One of their neighbors, Keisha Ross, said she was shocked to find out Rudy was found because they never even knew he was missing. She said, quote, he used to come in my garage, chill with my cousin, son, and daughter. That boy has never been missing. No, not when he's living next door. That makes sense. But I think they called him Dolph and not Rudy. Like short for Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't just give him a totally fake name. Nope, just Dolph. It's like, now we're not going to give him the nickname of the first half of his name. We'll just <laughs> use the second half of his name. Yeah. Couldn't even call him, like, I don't know, 
Ronaldo or something? I don't know. Ronaldo? I don't know. I don't know. Although Rudy allegedly told Quanell X and, and whoever was in the room with him and Quanell, he was that he was sexually abused. The police have decided not to press any charges against his mom. All right. So apparently, you can just keep your child locked up for eight years, and the police are like, eh. as long as it's your own, I guess. Although he told Quanell X he was abused, Rudy has said in multiple other interviews that his mother never sexually assaulted him. And that his words during the interview were twisted. Rudy claims his mother crossed his boundaries, but that's about it. So, I mean, that could be interpreted to mean many different things. But as of today, this recording, no charges have been filed against her. What did she do, though, Rudy? Open up. I don't know. I read in a source, though, that Rudy was told by his mother that he needed to do husband duties. Ooh. And that she would sometimes share a bed with him. So, okay. I mean, that to me means Sexy probably stuff. sexual assault. Yeah. But, I mean, if he's not going to say she did it, I mean, what is anyone going to do? Yeah. Well, he did say she didn't force him to or force herself on him, but coercion, that's different yet same. Yeah. When Rudy was asked if he and his mother share a normal relationship, he said, quote, not after all of that, not after everything she did. And to be honest, I don't want one with her. Well, add him to the list of guys who don't want to be with her anymore. (laughs) Rudy says he has cut off all contact from his mother and he feels a lot of relief now that his story was made public and he just wants to live a normal life. Mm -hmm. So. What could cause someone to keep their son locked up in their house for eight years and no one notices? Uh, The desire to control somebody, especially after seven of your husbands leave you and divorce you and annul you and all that. She wanted to hold on to some guy in her life. So you know her one husband? um, Not personally. So you know her husband, Robert Ortega, the one she married eight months after her son Rudy was reported missing? Okay. There was a lot. I yeah. He blacked out everything I said. There was a lot of husbands. Okay. Husband well, stuff. I read an article that she had her house and he had his, so she would shuffle Rudy between the two houses, but Ortega never knew about that never knew about him until like two years into their marriage when he saw him, apparently. Okay. okay. And was like, Holy shit and then decided to leave and now he's dating some new some new girl, but Mm. never got a divorce. All right. According to an article from The Independent by Bevan Hurley, Janie Santana could be suffering from Munchausen syndrome by proxy. That's what I was thinking about. According to the Cleveland Clinic, Munchausen syndrome by proxy is a mental illness in which a caregiver acts as if their dependent has a physical or mental illness when the person is not actually sick. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, what did you want to talk about? What does this remind you of? Uh, Miss Gypsy Rose Blanchard, who's out of prison, um, because she and her boyfriend at the time, uh, I want to say his name was Nicholas Goodajohn, um, conspired to murder her mother, because that's what she was doing to her, because somehow she fooled all these doctors for fucking ten-something years or something like that, to convince her that she had whatever it was, some medical issues and Habitat for Humanity or whoever it was, built them a fucking house 
Um, yeah, she was on all these pills and got surgeries and shit. All because her mom convinced all these other people she was sick. And then she's like, I've had enough. And then she met this guy online. And then he's like, I mean, I'll kill your mom if you want. And she's like, I bet. And then he's like, and then she died. And then I think he's still in prison. I don't know what he's up to. But but yeah, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Um, That's pretty much what that is. That was a short version. That was a short version. You should go watch the documentary on HBO called uh, Mommy Dead and Dearest. I've watched it a few times. It's very good. But it's all about that, and that's why this was in the back of my mind the whole time here. Basically, because she's convincing him that he's going to be arrested and all this other type shit. Not quite as extreme um, in terms of fooling doctors and having people build you a house or anything, but similar ideas in the way that she convinced him that something's wrong with him or he's in danger and all that. So Mm -hmm. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, well, Janie Santana used to take Rudy to the hospital regularly. Oh, okay, I spoke too soon, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Insisting that doctors check and scan him for all manners of illnesses. In 2012, Janie took Rudy to the hospital where she insisted he get brain scans for, like, no reason. Maybe you need a brain scan, lady. And then during this visit, Child Protective Services came, separated the two, and questioned them. So this leads me to believe at this time, doctors were like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong with your child. Why are you insisting there is? But I don't think anything ever came of the CPS visit, obviously, since... Well, apparently not, but maybe maybe because of the Gypsy Row stuff, maybe they all kind of already kind of had a, uh, like, a precedent for it, and they're like, hold on. Hold on. Why is he here? Well, I also think doctors are trained to be like, why the fuck do you want your kid to go through all these tests when there's clearly nothing wrong with them? Right. Like physically, mm-hmm. you know, they like they wanna, don't have any symptoms. They don't even want to do tests normally. They don't even want to do surgery unless it's like the absolute last straw. Like, No, they a, do want to do surgery because that's where they make all their money. Well, because like when my knee was fucked up. Well, yeah, they'll always send you for physical therapy I'm like, dude, first. I can't move it. It's swollen, this and that, whatever. And he's like, why don't you try physical therapy for nine months first, see if that helps? And then, obviously, it didn't. And then he's like, okay, I guess we could do surgery then. I'm like, thanks. thanks thanks for wasting a year of my life. Oh, my God. You're so dramatic. I could have I could have been a fucking pro athlete if he just did I surgery mean, sooner. Mm, I could have been a pro not. athlete if that kid at the skate park wasn't fucking skating in front of me when I came down on my skateboard and then I tried to stop and I fell off and I busted my knee. I really think that's the beginning of my knee problems. I could have been a pro athlete. I mean, hmm. I could have. You never played sports. Because I busted my knee at the skate park. The mobile skate park series <laughs> at LaSalle Park. At what age? 11. Well, you got to start earlier than 11 if you're going to be a pro athlete. Well, So sorry, it wasn't in the cards for you. <laughs> dude. Anyway. That's got to be where my knee got fucked up. Anyway, so Brenda Paradise, a private investigator who did the interview with The Independent, believes Rudy's mother suffers from a combination of mental illness and greed. Okay. So Paradise began working on the case three days after Rudy was reported missing. Um, She became aware of a GoFundMe page claiming... So she became aware of a GoFundMe page that Rudy's mom had set up, claiming that her son had been diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And this... That's not true. No. And after Rudy's case began garnering more attention, the GoFundMe just disappeared. 
So no one is sure about like how much money was made off of that. Convenient. Yeah. And after Rudy went missing, Jenny set up another GoFundMe to, quote, help find Rudy. The page raised just over $2,000 before it was taken down after Rudy was found. So, I mean, a lot of people were not donating to that GoFundMe, I don't um, think. I'm not sure how GoFundMe's work because, obviously, there's been a lot of scam shit like that. So, I don't know if if you could take it down and then keep, probably you probably can't keep it, right? If you just scam people for a little bit and then take it? I don't know, but she's banned. I read an article she's banned from ever making a GoFundMe ever again. Sure. Or I don't know if they shut it down and then she definitely won't get any of that money, but... Either way, don't scam GoFundMe. Well, first of all, that's, like, fucked up because that's, like, a fundraising thing. Yeah, and don't use it for stupid shit like, mm-hmm. my car's out of gas. I'll try to raise money or something. I don't know. I don't think people do that. I don't know. There's been some really stupid ones. But. Yeah. All right. So, um, days after Rudy disappeared, Paradise claimed she attended a fundraiser organized to aid in the search for Rudy. After two hours, like, while the fundraiser was going on, Janie showed up, pocketed 2000 and then left 20 minutes later. Didn't even stay to talk to people or mm-hmm. address anyone. Word. Um, Janie also continued to appeal for money on her Facebook page in order for her follow-up on tips. So, according to Paradise, Janie also solicited donations to go to California, check on an injured person who matched her son's description. She also asked for money to pay a ransom to a supposed human trafficker in Tijuana, Mexico. God. Sounds like Janie needs a fucking job. <laughs> and, and, or a hobby. A hobby at the least. And Janie also went to the morgue to identify a dead body that may be her son. Even though she knows her son is at her house. So now she's just checking out dead bodies at the and morgue. And saying that someone kidnapped him when none of that is true. Yeah, so now I'm, she really is the problem. That's why she ran through seven or eight husbands. So I mean, listen, I think this just plays into the whole, like, she obviously has a mental illness. Um, Yeah. Paradise also claimed she urged Janie to go on television to appeal for her son's return, which she refused. She did not want to show her face on television, and Paradise thought that was weird because who wouldn't want to do everything they could to get their child back if they thought their child was kidnapped? Then on the other hand, you got people like shithead Chris Watts, who like puts himself out there like to, as a diversion, you know? Yeah. Or other some other people who have killed their spouse or family or whatever they'll be out there like just i want them to come home i don't know where they are and be like you know where they are you fucking bitch you killed them Mm -hmm. so she couldn't even fake she's doing all this other bullshit and she can't even do that that's literally the least she could do yeah exactly that's why she was like wait a minute this is suspect Kind kind of sus bro yeah so i mean that's pretty much all the information we have about janie and rudy and their family and what happened to Rudy in that house? I mean, we'll probably never know because he won't really say. Apparently, he told Quan LX, but then he denied everything. So, I think one day he'll have a tell-all special on like the Steve Harvey show or something, some or daytime like talk show on Dateline, the Drew Barrymore show. Why the George, who, Who's the other one? Um, Doctor Oz. No, the singer Kelly so, Clarkson. No, I know who Kelly Clarkson is. Jordan Hudson? Is that her name? 
Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. She has a fucking talk show. Yeah, she used to be a judge on The Voice. Who? You all know Jennifer Hudson? She's like a Broadway singer slash actress. Oh, you know I love my Broadway place. Okay, whatever. But like, who the fuck is asking for the, all these talk shows from all these people? I want to know who's at home who that's wa- able to watch all these talk shows. <laughs> um, I don't know, but they all belong to AARP. Um, what? Who? Who's like, we need to give Drew Barrymore a talk show? I don't know the executives on whatever station she's on. Sorry, Drew, but like, why? I don't get it. But I guess Dateline would make more sense than the Steve Harvey show. Or like 2020. 2020, 60 Minutes. Or like an Oxygen special. Oh, yeah, sure. Of course. So... As I say before, police are not pressing any charges, which is kind of crazy, in my opinion. Also kind of sus. Not even for scamming GoFundMe. Like, you essentially hold your son captive for eight years, making all your friends and family believe he's missing when really he's just in your house the whole time, and the police are like, ah. Ah, I get it. I would have done the same thing. Again, sounds like somebody doesn't want to do paperwork. I mean... I don't, I don't know. Or, I mean, I'm not a police officer, so, like, I don't know. Or was she messing around with these fucking cops, too, and they, she's got something on them? Because she's did it to eight husbands. I don't know. I mean, a lot of, like, news outlets were trying to get her, like, an interview from her, and she just won't talk to anybody about anything. Not even to be like, I didn't do that. Like, I thought she was a good liar, but I guess she can't. And I guess Rudy's like living with his aunt and he just want he just wants a normal life. That's what he said. He's like, I just want to live a normal life, get a job, get a house. So is he gonna go by Dolph? Uh, I hope not. Dolph. I mean, do you think Rudy's ever gonna be able to assimilate into normal society after all that trauma? Sure, but after all of that, maybe we'll have to do another episode about him. And something he does. I but on the not, other hand, I hope not. But on the other hand, bringing up Gypsy Rose again, she's thriving right now. Yeah, she got a TikTok. Uh, she's bragging about how her man's D is so good. Oh my God, what? Yeah, the D is Are fire. Are you serious? The on D what? is fire. Tic Tac. <sighs> I saw it. The D is fire. <laughs> she was well, on, listen, she was in jail for years, okay? She wasn't getting laid. She was just on The View. <laughs> And I saw that clip, and she said something like, yeah, I know I did it the wrong way. I went about it the wrong way or whatever, you know, talking about murder. And Joy Behar is like, no, you did your best or some shit. And she's like, what? "What?" She's like, no, murder is wrong. And then she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a TikTok of her in Times Square. So she's just. So maybe this will be Rudy. He'll get a TikTok. He'll be thriving. Well, I mean, she did go to prison first, so maybe that helps. I don't know, but... Well, maybe she was reformed. I mean, prison. she's only been out, like, what, two she's weeks? Been out, I was just going to say, for five minutes. So, there's still time for her to fuck up and do something else, but... Yeah, but I don't think she's going to, now that she's got that good D from her mans. But right now, she's doing She goes great. back in jail, she ain't getting that. No. Mm-mm. She's no. going to have to go back to bologna sandwiches and staring at the wall. I can get bologna sandwiches in prison. I think that's all they give you. I like bologna sandwiches. Not the good bologna. 
Oh. The gross baloney. Not the, not the wunderbar baloney? Yeah, not that the, one. The wunderbar German baloney? Yeah, the gross one. That's your Cadillac baloney's right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that's all I have for you today. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like I said, I've seen the headline and whatnot, but I never really looked into it, and I'm just like, all right, that's fucking crazy. Turns out, it could get worse. Yep. So hopefully she'll she'll face some type of music at some point, but as of right now, apparently not. Yeah, as of right now, no. Oh, so. yeah, but then, you know, you park in the street overnight and you get a ticket. Meanwhile, this lady's scamming GoFundMe and she's like, bah, 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 Well, she did get life. banned from GoFundMe, so I mean, punishment yeah. enough, you know? Yeah, right. That's whatever. <laughs> All right, well, we hope you keep listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. We have the socials, DeadSpotPod. Uh, the email, DeadSpotPod at gmail.com. Yeah, check out our TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Like it, share it, subscribe it, whatever. I don't like when I watch things and people tell you to do that, but... But now we understand. So do it. Do it. Okay, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Bye.